Christ when he was 12 years old, and it says that it, it, he increased in stature and in favor with God and man. So even a child can increase in the things of God. Say amen, somebody. And we read about the, the, uh, the young men and young women in the Bible and how they grew and were useful to God in their um, uh, middle age or their, uh, their teen years. And then we read about the men of God and women of God who saw God use them mightily. And so you begin to see that in every stage of your life, God can bring increase into your life. In every stage of your life, God can bring growth. And the first thing I want you to notice tonight, it's a very small um, uh, portion of the text that we're going to look at this evening uh, because really I just want to look at a name. Are you all right if we, if we do that? You know that every word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about this man named Shema, and it says that Shema was the son of Agi, not the son of John Hagi, but John, the son of Agi, all right? And uh, Shema was the son of Agi, and when you research the name of his father, you know what his father's name means? His father's name means increase. Now, I want you to realize tonight that Shema was a son of of increase. And I have uh, some information for you tonight. I think you might be interested in knowing that you and I here tonight as children of God are all sons of increase. Say amen somebody. Because of your birthright as a believer, you are a son of increase. You're a, a, a son of God, a child of God who has as part of your spiritual DNA the increase of God. And I want you to know, friends, that everything that God does and everything that God uh, puts his hand upon increases. It is the very nature of the kingdom of God to grow. The Bible said that the kingdom, the kingdom of God is like leaven. When you put a little pinch of leaven into a sack of flour, before long the leaven fills up the whole bag of flour. It just takes over. That is the very nature of the kingdom of God. The Bible also describes the kingdom of God like a mustard seed. It says that a mustard seed is like the smallest seed that is sown by the sower. But when it is full grown... It becomes a tree in which even the birds make their nests and rest in its branches. And you see there that what God begins in a life often begins small, unperceived, undetected even. But as it begins to grow, it begins to take over and it becomes a great thing. And so tonight, if what God is doing in your life seems small, just hang in there and watch God work because what God does increases. Say amen, somebody. The Bible also talks about light. You know that light takes over. When you are in a dark room and you want to get rid of the darkness, all you have to do is turn on the light. It shows us again that the nature of the kingdom of God is to take over, to grow, to bring an impact, to bring a change into its setting. You and I, we need to walk around and we need to understand when we pray that we are children of increase, that it is our spiritual inheritance to grow in the things of God, to grow in our spiritual walk, to become men and women of faith who mature in this faith walk. You and I have to know we can't stay where we are, that the level that God found me isn't the level that God is going to leave me. I thank God today that although we're not where we want to be, we're not where we used to be. Say amen, somebody, because God is doing a work 
of bringing increase into our life. Being a child of God is the greatest privilege that you and I could ever have. It is a remarkable thing to be called children of God. And I want you to know that means that everything that God does in your life, everything that God has begun in your life is destined to succeed, to bring about fruit, and to bring about the glory of God. And so tomorrow morning when you wake up, I want you to remember, I am a child of increase. I can have what God's word says that I can have. And I can do what God's word says that I can do. Because my father is the God of heaven. He is the Lord of glory. He is the God of all things. I am a child of God. And the Bible said that if we are children of God, then we are heirs of God. That means that we are part of the great inheritance that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Are there any children of increase in here tonight? Now, I want you to go to another passage of Scripture. In the book of Genesis, we read about another, uh, another situation. This time, Genesis chapter 30 and verse 1. We read about Rachel. And Rachel was the wife of Jacob. And Rachel, the Bible tells us, was barren. She was unable to have any children. So in Genesis chapter 30, Rachel comes to a place of frustration. She comes to a place of saying, God, I can't take it anymore. Is there anybody in here who's ever been in that place? Who just says, Lord, I have had it and I need a breakthrough. Something's got to give. Something has to change in my life, listen to what Rachel says. The Bible said, Now Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, and she became jealous of her sister. And she said to Jacob, Give me children, or else I'll die. Now here's what we see in Rachel. That Rachel had a desire for growth. She had a desire for increase. She must have understood in her spirit that she was a child of increase. That this was God's purpose and plan for her life. But her circumstances were delaying or denying her the thing that she knew belonged to her. And so she prays a very good prayer, an important prayer. Give me children or else I'll die. She was praying the kind of prayer that the church needs to pray in our day. The kind of prayer that says, God, you have got to give us souls. We want to be a soul winning church. The kind a prayer that says, God, you've got to give America revival and reformation. We have got to come back to the word of God. The kind of prayer that says, God, you've got to save my family. You've got to turn my family around. We need a visitation from the almighty God on our life. Church, is there anybody in here that knows how to pray that kind of prayer? That kind of prayer that gets hold of the horns of the altar and says, Lord, I will not let you go until you bless me. Oh, church, this this is the kind of prayer that shakes heaven and that moves the earth. When you and I as a church say, God, I've got to have you come down and visit my situation. The kind of prayer that Jesus taught us to pray when he said, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kind of prayer that invites an invasion of divine power upon our life. Rachel says, Lord, give me increase or I'll die. 
Here was her problem. You know, she had a good prayer, but her prayer was directed at the wrong thing. Her prayer, the Bible said that she prayed her prayer to Jacob. She said to Jacob, give me children or else I die. Now, Jacob was smart enough to answer her, and the Bible said that he said to her, am I in the place of God? He was saying, look, honey, I, I appreciate what you're asking me for, but I am not God. I can't do this thing in your life. And so tonight, I just want to uh, just encourage you, if you are praying big prayers, you're praying prayers so big that they are as big as the God that you and I believe in, you're praying prayers that, that would uh, require an invasion of divine life and power into your life, make sure that you're praying them in the right direction. Make sure that you're not looking for your husband or your wife to answer your prayer. Make sure you're not looking for your pastor or your church to answer your prayer. Make sure you're not waiting for some evangelist on television to answer your prayer. Make sure that your prayer is directed to the God who hears and answers prayer. The God who is able to intervene on your behalf. Rachel had a commitment to what she wanted to see in her life. But it was directed at the wrong place. And you know, many times we get set up for disappointment because we are asking for things from the wrong people. And we're asking for things from people that they can't give us. Sometimes I hear a, an, a Christian uh, wife talk about uh, what she wants from her husband. And she wants her husband to bear spiritual fruit. But he's not a believer. You can't expect him to give you believer fruit when he's not a believer. So you've got to redirect your prayer. Sometimes parents want their children to be preachers, but they haven't yet decided to be Christians yet. And you just know you can't demand something from somebody that they can't give you. So you've got to look up to the God who is able to answer, to the God who is able to deliver you uh, the thing that you are believing for. So the scripture tells us that finally the Lord remembered Rachel. And in verse 22 of chapter 30 of Genesis, the scripture says, Then God remembered Rachel and gave heed to her and opened her womb. You know that God answers prayer. Say amen, somebody. She had an answer from the Lord. The Lord gave heed to her prayer and he opened her womb, and she conceived and bore a son. And the Bible says that uh, she said, God has taken away my reproach, and she named him Joseph. You know what the, the name Joseph means? It means increase. So not only are we talking tonight about being a child of increase, but guess what? You are also named increase. Joseph had a name. His name meant increase. Rachel, when she named him, this is what literally she was saying, God, give me another one. And she was saying, Lord, I appreciate you answered this prayer finally, but I want some more. I want you to do it again in my life. Are there any Rachels in here tonight that would say, you know what, God, I've got to have you do it again in my life. I want you to do it again for my marriage. I want you to do it again for my family. I, I know you did it once. But I want you to do it again. And she named Jacob Increase. Really the word uh, that, that is used there in the Hebrew is the word add. She said add to me. And this is a, a beautiful name for you and I to carry around. Is understanding that God 
that has, has made us children of increase. And that our, our prayer before God is, Lord, add to me. I want to be great for your cause. I want to do more for you than I have done up to this point. I want to be useful in your service. Add to me the days that I need in order to fulfill the purpose that you have for my life. Add to me the resources in my finances so that I can do the things I need to do with the money that I need to do the will of God. Add to me in my relationships so that I can have the right people in my life to fulfill your purpose and plan for me. Add to me the open doors that I need to walk through so that I can fulfill the calling that you have on my life. Come on, is there anybody in here that says, God, I want you to add to my life? You know, everywhere that Joseph went, Joseph added to people. Joseph's name defined who he was. And you know, this is true, friend, that you and I must walk under this revelation. You didn't just come to get more. You came to give more. When you are a child of increase, that means that you have come to increase in someone else's life, to be a blessing in someone else's life, a blessing in someone else's uh, a need, in someone else's moment of crisis. So Jacob reminds us of that beautiful aspect of our inheritance as children of God. And we can say, I am a child of increase. And God will add to me. God will give to me the things that I need and the things that I have asked for. Now, there's one more portion of scripture I want us to look at. And this is found in the Gospels. You have all heard the story of the talents. The Bible says that uh, the Lord gave us a parable. And he said there was a man, a very rich man, who went away for a long time. But before he went on his journey, he called his servants together. And he said to his servants, he said to the one, he said, I want you to, uh, I'm going to, you've been faithful, I'm going to give you five talents. And uh, to the next one, he gave uh Three talents and to one, or pardon, he gave two talents and to one, he gave only one. And so a talent really is a measure of money. And some people believe that a talent could be worth as much as eighty or $90,000. So he gave them a whole lot of money. Isn't that, that's a good budget, wouldn't you say? And so one of them had five talents, the other had two, and the other had one. Now listen, he never told them, I want you to double the money. Do you read that? You guys have read these parables. Have any of you ever read that he said, go and double the money? No. All he did was give them the talents, and he expected that they knew what to do with what he gave them. And so when he, uh, when he went away, they began to work with what he had given them. Can I tell you tonight that God's simple instruction for your life is to work with what he's given you? Oh, I didn't hear any amens tonight. Some of you are giving yourself an excuse. I can't do anything for God because he hasn't given me anything to work with, friend. He's given you something to work with. And when you use what he's given you, he'll give you some more. Say amen, somebody. Don't expect more until you have done with what he's given you. So the first one took his five talents. He started working them. And he produced ten. He doubled the investment of his master. And the other had two. And he went and he took those two and he doubled them and made four. Now, this is important because 
the Bible tells us and teaches us through this that God gives to every single person a measure. He gives to every single person the amount that he wants to give, that he knows that you can handle, and he gives it proportionally. He gives you the things that you need to do the will of God in your life. Listen, church, he's not going to give you what I need to do my job. He's going to give you what you need to do your job, to do what he has called you to do. And so when you get involved in saying, you know what, that guy got five. I don't know why he got five and I only got two. I, I feel like I should have gotten the same amount. It should, be, it should be more fair. Everybody should get the same amount. No, he went and understood. I got two I'm going to make the best out of the two I've got. And he worked those two and produced four. But the last one, he had one. And the scripture says that he became afraid because he knew that his master would reap where he did not sow. Now, that's how you know that God is a God of increase because the Bible said that he reaps where he didn't even sow. Uh, in places that he didn't even sow a seed, he's receiving a harvest because there's so much blessing and so much increase coming into his life. Has anybody in here ever received something where you didn't sow and you wonder where did that come from? And it's just the fact that God is better to you than you think. God is able to overwhelm your life. And he, he, he said, you know, my master, he reaps where he doesn't sow. And he is a hard man. And he's good at business. So I've got to make sure that when I get back home, that he's still got some money left. And so instead of going and losing this talent, he goes and buries it in the ground. Now, one day the master came home. Tell your neighbor, someday the master's coming home. Oh, the church is asleep tonight. Say it again. The master's coming home. Now, here's the deal, guys. If the master's coming home, the Bible said, Blessed is that servant whose, whose master finds him doing what he commanded. You know, the master's coming home someday. The church oftentimes forgets the fact, but Jesus is coming back. And the Bible said he's coming quickly and his reward is with him. What does that mean? He's coming back to give, to give a reward to those who have diligently served him. When he comes back, I don't want to be found with my hands empty wondering what I could have done for the Lord. I want to be found having been faithful and saying, God, I thank you that I was able to produce some fruit for the glory of God. And so the master came home and he called the one who had, he had given five to. He said, uh, what, uh, give me a report. He said, well, I worked the, the money you gave me and I have returned to you ten. Double for your investment. That's a pretty good return on his investment. He got double for his investment and the master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Now here's the important thing I want to mention real quick. That that word, enter into the joy of your Lord, often we understand that to mean heaven. We think that means that when the master comes back and we, we give an answer, a report of what we've done, that he's going to say, you know, come on into heaven. But that's not what the text means. And thank God for that because the text is not about going to heaven. See, if the only way to go to heaven was by doubling God's investment, it would be a lot of people missing out on heaven. You know, say amen, somebody. If the only way to get to heaven was to work for it, 
There'd be a lot of people not going to heaven. But thank God that we're not going to heaven because of our works. We're going to heaven because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and our faith and trust in him. So what is this talking about then? If he's not talking about heaven, he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Literally what it means is come up on my level. What is he saying? You, I want you to come up and enjoy my level of life. I want you to come up and enjoy this place that I live in. What is God saying to you tonight? He's saying, I want you to enjoy this level of increase that I enjoy. I want you to enjoy all of me. I want you to enjoy the fullness of my provision, the fullness of my supply. He calls the man whom he gave to. The man said, I have brought you back four. He said the same thing, enter into the joy of your Lord. And then he called the one who he gave one. And there he comes, he says, you know, he pulls that old dirty uh, handkerchief out of his pocket, dusts the, 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 the dirt off from where he hid it. He says, uh, I just brought you back what you gave me because I knew that you were a hard man and you reap where you do not sow. And so I brought you back what's yours. And the master said to him, you wicked slave. He got angry at him. You wicked slave. He said to him, you could have at least put it in the bank and gotten some interest on it. You squandered the time I gave you. You squandered the opportunity that I have given you, the investment that I've made in you. And he said to him, I, I, he cast him, the Bible says, into outer darkness. He got him off the payroll. He got him out of his way because he had mismanaged the investment that God had made in his life. Why does God uh, react in this way in this parable? Why does the master react with anger when his, when his uh, servant does not bring a return on his investment? Because this is what he, he wants us to understand today. That it is our DNA. It is our nature to increase. And if we don't increase, friend, if we don't return to God, God, what he has put in our life and bring fruitfulness to him, it's not because he hasn't given us his spirit. It's not because he hasn't put within us the power to do so. Now, this is what is remarkable to me in the text. The Bible never says that he told them to double the money. What we see in the text is that the first two servants had an instinct. They had a heart that said, I want to grow. I want to increase. I want to see the glory of God. I want to have what God has promised me. And that is the kind of man or woman that God is looking for tonight. The kind that says, Lord, if, if, if I can do anything, just let me grow. If it's a baby step, just like, make sure that I have moved forward, that I have taken more ground than I had yesterday. And that kind of heart reflects, this is the, this is the answer, that heart reflects the heart of God. When you walk around saying, you know, what I've got is enough. I'll never have any more. You're not reflecting the heart of God. Because God is a God of increase. Your father's name is increase. God has said, I will add to you. 
I will add to you. I will multiply things to your life. I will bless you beyond measure. So what is my response to that? My response to that has to be, Lord, I want to grow. It's in me. It's in my nature. It's in my spirit to be more than I have been thus far. That, that final slave, he demonstrated that he really had not inherited the heart of the master. He really wasn't walking in the spirit of his Lord. I want you today to walk in the spirit of your Lord and to know increase is my inheritance. It belongs to me. And whatever area in your life that you want to see God do more in, take that attitude that says God can bless me in this area of my life. There is no place in my life where God cannot give me more, where God cannot grant me growth. There is no space in my life where God cannot do all the things he's done in the lives of other people. He can do it in my life too. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about your inheritance as a child of God that you can say, my father's name is increase. My name is increase. And I have that instinct in me. I have that, that heart in me because I'm a child of God. And I don't have to stay in this place. I don't have to stay in this, low, uh, in this low condition. I can go forward. I can move on to greater things for the glory of God. I pray that no one in this room will die before they have increased before they have reached all that God has for them. I pray that in your soul winning, that you will be a soul winner the days of your life. God forbid that you should enter heaven and never have won a soul. No, you got to say, Lord, I want to increase. I want to be a soul winner. I want to be one that brings glory to God in my, in my witness. I want you to be able to increase in your knowledge in your knowledge of the word, in your knowledge of the spirit as you walk with God, to increase in that, in that depth that you walk with God, that each day, each passing year, you can say, I don't know everything, but I know God better now than I knew him yesterday. I'm making some progress. He's showing me himself. He's, relieve, he's re revealing himself to me. I want you to increase in your finances. Why, Pastor Isaac? Why do you want me to increase in my finances? Because number one, God has promised it to you. And number two, God wants you to grow his kingdom. I want you to be able to give offerings bigger than you ever thought you could give. I want you to be able to tithe more than you've ever been able to tithe in your life and to say, this is what God has done for me. I want you to increase in your relationships so that when you look at the relationships in your life, you can say, look, I am not only blessed because of the people in my life, but I am a blessing to the people in my life. I am not a burden to them, but I am a blessing because I walk in the increase of heaven. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody in here that says, yes, that's me. That's me. I am a child of increase. That's God's will. For my life, you can say that tonight because you're a child of God.
They demonstrated, those first two servants, that they had the heart of the master. They had that heart that said, there's more for me than I can imagine. You know, they say that a father bought a pony for his sons, and he brought them into the barn, and the one boy, he came into the barn, and he saw the pony, and he said, oh, man, this means I'm going to have to clean up after him. And the other boy entered the other side of the barn, and he saw that stuff that ponies leave laying around. You guys didn't grow up on a farm. I don't want to get too specific about it. But, you know, ponies, they leave some stuff on the ground. And when he saw that, he said, hey, this means there's a pony around here. That's the kind of attitude I want you to have when you run into circumstances. When you run into lack, when you run into a place and wonder what he's got up to, I want you to say, hey, there is an opportunity for increase around here. God is about to bless my life. God is about to do something. If I will just tune my heart to his heart, I'll know what he says to me is true. He has more to give me than I can pray for or even imagine. I want to challenge you tonight in closing to increase your capacity for increase. Increase your faith for increase. Ask the Holy Spirit tonight, Lord, give me a wider vision. Give me a wider perspective. Give me eyes that see the growth that you want to bring into my life. God wants to increase this church beyond what he has already. Say amen, somebody. But you have to have that heart that says, Lord, we want increase. We want increase in every area of this church. And we want to increase in our own life, in our own gifts, in our own walk with God. Because we want to keep pace with what you are doing in our generation. You're a child of increase because you're a child of God. Take your place. Stand in that blessing. Stand in that promise. Face your challenges with faith. Believing God at every obstacle. Because where you are standing. God can bless you. Doesn't matter where it is. He said, Pastor, maybe when I get out of this problem, in, I'll be able to believe that. No, if you don't start believing that today, you'll never get out of the problem you're in. You've got to start where you're standing and say, God, I pray you will bless me where I'm at so that I can move into all that which you have for me. Give me children or else I'll die. Give me increase or else I'll die. I've got to have all that you've promised me. Father, tonight we commit our heart to this purpose and say, Lord, we want what you have for us. We want the growth and spiritual maturity that you have for us. We want to grow and increase in our soul winning to grow and increase in our relationships, to grow and increase in our walk of faith. We can't stay where we're at, this level 
We want more. And we ask you to do that in Jesus' name. I want to invite you to stand this evening. Let's just come into this altar and go before God with a heart that says, God, these are the areas of my life where I want more. I want you to increase me, to grow me. I've been in need of growth in this area. You know your own heart. You know your own need. God says to you today, I've got greater things. If you can believe. If you can believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Come on, show that increase this morning or that instinct for increase and just get into this altar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Always and
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is able. I said God is able. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Turn around and tell somebody, you are a child of increase. Hallelujah. God's blessing is on your life. Come on, tell somebody else, you are a child of increase. God's blessing is on your life. Hallelujah. His promise still stands. I said his promise still stands. His promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. Hallelujah. Sing it again. I've seen you move. I've seen you move. You move the mountain, and I believe. I'll see you do it again. You made a way. Come on, sing it, church. Where there was no way, and I believe. I'll see you do it again. Yeah. You move the mountain, and I believe. I'll see you do it again. Where there was no way, and I believe. I'll see you do it Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on and praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Yes, every promise belongs to me. I am a child of God, redeemed by blood. I am an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Blessed be your name. I'll see you do it again Where there was no way And I believe I'll see you do it again Glory The mountain And I believe I'll see you do it again
Yes, 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 hallelujah, 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 praise the name of the Lord, there's a breakthrough spirit in this house tonight, I said there's a breakthrough spirit in this house tonight, hallelujah, you don't have to leave burdened. You don't have to leave weighed down. You don't have to leave with your trouble on your mind. The spirit of breakthrough is in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, if you have a voice, use it tonight. Come on all over this room, just fill your mouth. With praise and worship. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Come on, push your way through. Push your way through. It belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. As a child of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, we praise you. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. And if you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. You've got chains, he's a chain breaker. Yeah. 
the Lord. Almighty God, we praise you. We praise you, O God. Our hearts are lifted in your presence. Our spirit is lifted in your presence. Blessed be your great name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I want to be obedient to the Spirit tonight. Let's have a prayer meeting tonight just for a few moments. Get into groups of three or four right where you are, close by. Just bear somebody else's burden tonight in prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord God of heaven. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're watching online right where you are, just begin to pray. As the church prays, you pray. As a God of breakthrough that you serve, a God of increase, a God who can do more, exceeding and abundantly above all that you could ask. Or even imagine. Come on, lift your voice in prayer tonight. Oh God, hear. Oh God, answer. We receive healing. We receive deliverance. We receive freedom. We receive the joy of the Lord, our strength. We receive the peace of God, which surpasses knowledge. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, reach down and bless your people. Answer their prayers. For you have said, if my people were called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I would hear from heaven and I will heal their sin and, and I will heal their land. Oh, mighty God, you said, call upon me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. And I will reveal to you an abundance of healing and of health. Oh, we lay claim to your mighty word tonight. We are creatures of the word. We lay claim to its power and its promise over our lives.